Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 28th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. We use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great solutions we have at our fingertips. And we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We talked about how there's delays and cancellations and airlines are just having an absolute meltdown. Uh, They're playing the blame game. Airlines want to blame the FAA, and the FAA wants to blame the airlines. Bottom line, um, you know what? It's getting to where I don't even know that you can trust the airlines to get anywhere these days. It's such a fiasco, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The government is in trouble because the liberals, the pro-death folks, want to burn it down. Pro-choice activists plan next steps after SCOTUS overturns Roe. CNN. Yeah, Planned Parenthood of Utah filing a lawsuit against the state that's happening all over the country now. Lawsuits galore, rioting, uh, uh, protesting, supposedly, destroying life, liberty, and property in their wake everywhere they go. Protests are erupting across the United States after the Supreme Court reverses Roe versus Wade. Violent protests at Arizona State Capitol. See, there's no such thing as a violent protest, ladies and gentlemen. That's criminal activity, not a protest. And remember, you don't even have the right to protest. You have the right to peacefully assemble. Abortion protests in Portland turn violent after court ruling. I guess L.A. protest turns violent. Protesters lob rocks and bottles at the cops. Homeland Security predicting weeks of violence in the wake of Roe decision. Almost makes you wonder if Homeland Security is helping promote the violence, it seems. With Roe versus Wade overturned now, could same-sex marriage be next? Or same-sex marriage be next? We sure pray so. We got to jettison that yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. It's against the law of Almighty God. Donald Trump erupted on top Republicans in name only on Sunday. Issue a scathing statement against them. Saying these stupid people are nasty, jealous, not smart, and of no use to our country. <laughs> no use to the potential, potential greatness of our country. Well, I appreciate his comments, except for to me, they're just divisive. I don't see how they help at all. Donald Trump continues and says they talk, they criticize, and they complain. But they don't have the ability or the talent to get anything done. They are short-sighted losers. And they'll never be helpful to make America great again. 45th President Donald Trump. I just don't find his comments helpful, ladies and gentlemen. When we already have this hostility in America, violence everywhere, all this stuff going on, why ratchet up the rhetoric? Why not stick to the issues at hand? Look, we're delighted for the pro-life decision. Okay? We now need to discuss, can abortion pills overcome U.S. state bans? Are we just going to move from abortions at a clinic? to pills at home or can we stop that too the pro-life battle is just beginning ladies and gentlemen make no mistakes women 
oftentimes are not even informed that the virtual birth control pills can cause abortions, too. That's right. Once the egg's fertilized, these pills can oftentimes prevent the fertilized egg or the baby from connecting to the uterine wall. Therefore, it passes through and dies. That's all because the abortion pill, I mean the birth control pill, weakens the lining in the uterus, sloughing off the baby. While the main purpose of birth control pills are supposedly to keep the sperm from fertilizing the egg, the bottom line, if the bill fails, it can act as abortifacient. That's right. The bill, I'm sorry, the pill thins the lining of the uterus, preventing the fertilized egg from living, thus creating death. It all comes down to when you believe conception starts, right? All right, now California's out of control. They want to kill all dissenting talking points on COVID in California now. Doctors are now warning that it would spell the end of what they call scientific integrity and medical freedom. Bob Unruh with WorldNet Daily in California. They're even still now trying to quill dissent on COVID. Hour two, we had Dr. Scott Bradley with us, freedomsrisingsun.com. We also had Sheriff Richard Mack with us because yesterday was the day, the 25th anniversary where SCOTUS gave Mac the ruling over the United States. Yeah, they cannot force the Brady Bill. That was the case 25 years ago. Sadly, Joe Biden now, as history repeats itself, signs bipartisan safety bill into law. He said, God willing, it's going to save a bunch of lives. It won't. You got to understand, <laughs> more guns, less crime is the reality, folks. When you take away guns from the good guys, it will not help the situation at all. The criminals don't obey laws. They'll have guns and we'll all be uh, defenseless in a turkey shoot. That's how it really is in gun-free zones. But, of course, they'll never admit the truth. Government wants to take away your guns. When the people are afraid of the government, we have tyranny. When the government's afraid of the people, we have liberty. You decide where we are today, please. How much of your tax dollars goes to fund Planned Parenthood? Do you even know? According to Fox News, according to the over the past 10 years, the abortion giant has received nearly $4.3 billion. That's a half a billion a year going to Planned Parenthood. We fund pro-death. All right, we got good news, though. Finally, Joe Kennedy, the high school coach, he's the football coach that was fired by his district for praying. He had solitary prayers. Well, it turns out that he has his free speech. It was unconstitutional to fire the guy. The court's majority held that the free exercise and free speech clauses of the First Amendment protect him from reprisal. Their actions were unconstitutional. Good for Joe standing up. Our prayers have been with him the whole time. And finally, we get two wins in a row, pro-life and pro-Joe, I guess is how it is. Anyway, great news on that, and that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. News the network refused to use starts now. The good Sheriff Richard Max with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Sam, thanks for that review, and thanks for having me this beautiful Tuesday morning. All right, sir. Fourth of July is coming up in just a few days, as you know. And uh, it turns out that Americans plan on spending a staggering amount of money on alcohol 
for the 4th of July. Um, there's a study from Wallet Hub on this. Guess how much we're going to spend on alcohol? On Nationwide? Man, yeah. I, could, I, I don't think I could even fathom a, a guess at that. I Just I try. Know. I know you'll be way off because you don't have any reference okay, points. So, Neither did I. But either way, you'll be shocked. So... Uh, I'd go with I would I would go with uh, five hundred million. All right. Do you want to guess that, Cameron? Our board up, our producer. You want to guess this one? How much money do Americans plan on spending on alcohol to celebrate America's birthday, the Fourth of July, if you will? A Wallet Hub study indicates how much. One point four billion dollars. <laughs> So triple what Sheriff Mack said, uh, way more than Cameron, and I didn't yeah, even get a chance to guess because I just saw the number. State. It is shocking, ladies and gentlemen, $1.4 billion. And, Sheriff, here's what I find fascinating. Americans don't have enough money to help this network uh, stay funded. They don't have enough money to help the CSPOA stay funded and train sheriffs all across the country. But, man, beer and wine and alcohol, $1.4 billion one day to get, um, what, to dull your senses for the greatest one of the greatest days uh, to be celebrated ever? It's insanity, sir. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, I I guess you take into consideration every baseball game in in America, you know, every farm league team, you know, AAA and all of them. It, baseball is a big day, and uh, obviously golf is. And sometimes I look at pro sports and, well, any sports. I look at any of the sports, and it just seems like an excuse to go drink. It, you know, do do guys really go golfing? To enjoy golf, or is it just that they play a little golf while they enjoy drinking? Uh, it, it's such a cultural norm, uh, and and man, that's what I would like to see, that it would not be. You know, I think if there's any way we can change uh, some of our habits and just look at things that really don't matter and don't help, it would be the cultural norm of just we drink too much we we it just is such a cultural norm and i would love to see that change when i hear about the poverty across america when i hear about struggling families and individuals and and then i hear that we spent 1.4 billion dollars on a single day on literally alcohol alone i just go wow Maybe we could turn our hearts towards God and service to one another. And then I see this next headline, which even shocks me more. Dozens of major corporations are offering to pay for their employees to travel out of state to obtain abortions. Hang tight. Sheriff Mack will respond to this. It's not one company, two companies, ten companies. It's 50-plus huge companies all funding abortions across state lines now. Liberty Roundtable, live.
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live. Sheriff Richard Mack on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about we spend $1.4 billion on alcohol on 4th of July alone. And now massive corporations are going to basically move women across state lines and fund abortions en masse, Sheriff. On um, Wait. Say that again? On what? On mass. I mean, tons of them. There's just the list of big companies just grow every day. There's dozens and dozens that are ready to go ahead and take women across state lines and fund their abortions so they can be back at their desk and work well, tomorrow, buddy. Well, yeah, they're off, they're offering that as a quote uh, subsidy to their health insurance policies, and these companies are very wealthy, and they're adding that to them, saying, "Hey, you don't have to worry." Uh, and and what this shows, Sam, is that the hype from the left and all the protests are bogus. We did not get rid of abortion as much as I would like to have seen it and unilaterally, but the federal government does not have the authority to do that in the first place uh, because it's not written. That kind of authority not is not delegated to them in the Constitution, and and so they called it correctly. We're going to turn this back to the states. But the state shouldn't be allowed to do it either. And then this comes up with the question, does the federal government have a responsibility to get involved when states are murdering babies? And I would say that every government, I don't care at what level, would have a responsibility and duty to protect life 
It's the basis of our entire government as established within and documented within the Declaration of Independence. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Those are the three main tenets. The the backdrop of American liberty and then backdrop of American principles are those three. Everything in the Constitution is to protect those three. And and so uh, the debate would only be about the federal government. Would they be within their proper role to even stop the states from having any abortion? Uh, because I, I believe it would be akin to JFK sending troops into Alabama to promote desegregation, as he did for University of Alabama, black students trying to go there. I have maintained that all of us, in every branch of government at every level, have a duty to protect life. And and so I just kind of went both sides on that. But yes, they don't have the authority to tell the states what to do. But in this particular case, I believe all of us have the responsibility to protect life. And, that, you know, how that would be and, and Sam, what this would look like if, you know, arresting a 13-year-old girl who got pregnant and then she had an abortion. Uh, did she do it on her own? Did she do it with her parents and, and so on? There's a lot of things here logistically that really bother me and that we, we would, I would have to personally come to grips with. But this is the issue that you bring up. It's a very legitimate issue. And these other companies that want to offer that right now, that is completely legal, Although I uh, uh, obviously I don't support that from companies, but companies have that prerogative at this point. Do I support it? No. Am I surprised by these companies offering that? Oh, absolutely not. No. No. But well, it's part I of the tell you it's part of the game. Gentlemen, all I can tell you is this: we need to look at it state by state and say, what are we going to do? If a Utah woman is transferred to, say, Colorado, funded by Corporation A, uh, you know, and then an abortion is obtained when it's outlawed in the state of Utah, we need to wrestle with these things and figure out what we're going to do. But I say shame on these massive corporations that are all pro-death. And really, in my opinion, we should boycott them and not buy products from them. Uh, We should quit and not be willing to work for them. Americans need to start to stand up. And the reason that I highlight the alcohol story above, you know, hey, we're not we're not taking anything seriously. It's all about partying and all about a good time. We need to start to say, hey, let's drink a lot less, save one point four billion dollars. Let's go ahead and you know what? Reject these major corporations and their stance. If they simply had no employees tomorrow, they'd change their tune or go away. Folks, that's really the bottom line. Well, now her name is Angelia, I think, Rose Gomez, or Angela. Uh, she's the mom who saved her own children from the Uvalde massacre, right? She defied orders. She went in there. She saved her own children. Now she says mm-hmm. she's being harassed by the cops. The blaze with the details, Sheriff. Oh, my gosh. Uh, harassed by the cops. See. And see, this is the whole thing I've said. When uh, government does the wrong thing, uh, if people stand up on their own to do the right thing, uh, you know, go for it. And, yeah, she made them look bad. She made these 
uh, I was going to say cowards, but she's she's going to say she's making these mistaken cops look bad, and uh, that's probably why they're uh, showing some uh, antagonism towards her because uh, and man. These cops don't need her help to look bad. They did it all on their own. That's for sure. And, but to uh, harass yeah. her just adds insult to injury. They claim if she talks to the media, she'll have all kinds of problems. Da da da. She's been harassed and called. And when they're exercising outside or whatever, lights are shined on them by the cops. And and the Uvalde County Sheriff, the Uvalde County Sheriff, should be taking action against those city police officers. And he should be telling them not. He should be going public. I need to call him. He should be going public and saying <laughs> these uh, district police officers and these city police officers, uh, we will be providing security and safety uh, for the citizen uh, who did this, and we will be protecting her against these cops. He absolutely should be doing that. Being harassed by the cops or children being harassed. What a disgrace we are in America. Instead of when a mistake is made, instead of just having a candid, you know what, humble moment of accountability, moving on, what we do is we just bury everything and then create these massive fiascos. And now she's at odds with the cops. Why? Why do we make enemies out of all these people? If you're not fighting with the IRS, you're fighting with your free speech. If you're not fighting with that, you're fighting over this. And It just never seems to end ladies and gentlemen what a disgrace well now there's a big battle in the state of new york state supreme court rejects law giving non-citizens the right to vote judge from staten island new york said the major which would have allowed more than eight hundred thousand non-citizens to vote ah it's unconstitutional sheriff so let me get this clear there's no vote fraud going on okay but they tried to make it right. to where illegals could vote, and it would affect the tune of 800,000. And so they did that, but now the judge says it's unconstitutional. You can't do it. But this all amounts to vote fraud, Sheriff. If you say it can happen, but yet it's unconstitutional, and anybody votes, what, where do we go from here? I mean, it's amazing. They say there's no vote fraud, and then we see these battles. And now um, they said, well, illegal, illegals can vote. And now the judge says, no, they can't. That's unconstitutional. The battle's on, sir. Yeah, it is, and uh, we actually got contacted by uh, one of our CSPUA uh, contacts in Las Vegas, um, and a lady came to him who worked the polls and said uh, there were so many illegal aliens uh, voting, registering the same day and then voting right then and there, uh, and most of them had no proper identification to do so, and so uh, she might be uh, attending. I told. Uh, our contact to go ahead and have her uh, come and we'd see. Uh, that's what you and Tanya and I and Rick probably, I don't know, we need to divide up all the assignments. We also need to find out who uh, we're actually going to have a say of, say a few words uh, at the, our press conference on July 12th. It's getting really big and a lot of people are coming. So it looks like we're going to have a management issue on that. We're really glad we're getting a lot of interest on uh, the the press conference it's amazing and um i i you know it, it's starting to really fall into place let's just put it that way 
which Amen to that. Now, it. Obama loves illegal voting. He encouraged it when he was president. Many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented uh, citizens, and I call them citizens because they contribute to this country. Wait a minute. They're citizens because they contribute to this country? Dishonest lie uh, straight from the media. But then Obama doubles down and supports her. Are fearful sure. of voting. So if I vote, will immigration know where I live? Will they come for my family and deport us? Not true. Okay. And the reason is, first of all, when you vote, you are a citizen yourself. And whoa, whoa, whoa. When you vote, you're a citizen yourself, says Barack. And there is not a situation where the voting rolls somehow are transferred over and people start investigating, etc. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential. When you vote, you're a citizen, he says. When you contribute to this country, you're a citizen, they lie and claim. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live with Sheriff Mack on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Voters are heading to the polls today in a number of states. They'll be deciding races up and down the ballot. In New York, Illinois, Colorado, Utah, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and South Carolina. Ghislaine Maxwell could be condemned to spend the rest of her life behind bars when she is sentenced today for helping pedophile Jeffrey Epstein sexually abuse young girls. The bodies of at least 46 people were found dead inside a tractor trailer in San Antonio, Texas on Monday after a presumed migrant smuggling attempt went bad. Authorities say 16 people were found in the trailer, including four minors that were taken to local hospitals with heat stroke and exhaustion. Three people have been arrested and taken into custody, and the matter was being pushed to federal authorities. Texas Governor Republican Greg Abbott says these deaths are on Biden's hands because of his open border policy. USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The made-for-TV January 6th committee called for a special session today. An aide to former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows will be questioned again. An Amtrak train hits a dump truck in Missouri. Three people are dead and dozens are injured after an Amtrak train derailed after hitting a dump truck in Missouri. Governor Michael Parson. It's very unfortunate anytime you have a derailment of a train and multiple cars, it's not a good day. Seven cars have derailed. There are multiple injuries and we can confirm there are three fatalities. Two on the train and one in the dump truck. The National Transportation Safety Board said it is launching a 
14-member GO team to investigate the crash. The train originated from Los Angeles and was on its way to Chicago. This comes one day after an Amtrak train collided with a car in California, killing three people. From the USA Radio News Los Angeles Bureau, I'm Ellie Andrews. USA Radio News. Vote front going on, ladies and gentlemen. The mainstream press in bed with former Barack Hussein Obama setting the stage for illegals to vote. New York taking the bait, but now a judge says it's unconstitutional. Illegals voting, is that vote fraud? Here's Barack and company in the media. Many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented uh, citizens, and I call them citizens because they contribute to this country. When you vote, you are a citizen yourself. There you go. Hey, um, that's where we're at, Sheriff. Are you comfortable well, what with this? Is, what if you're in the United States? What, what if you're a citizen that don't that doesn't contribute? So I'm not allowed to vote now because I don't get involved I, I in civic affairs, or I don't I, I don't care about anything. But on voting day, uh, on election day, I do go vote. Uh, so I mean, you have to be, according to her, you have to be a contributing citizen. And uh, Barack Obama, what have I said about him? Uh, he's uh, probably the biggest liar president we've ever had, uh, the smoothest talking liar we've ever had. Uh, but he, nonetheless, uh, a very good liar, a communist, uh, a Marxist. And uh, he, uh, I, you know, I, I said that we would never survive him financially. We sort of survived that, but I don't believe that we'll get over his um, – socialistic communistic influence for a long time and the types of lies that he told them uh, people believe him and the millennials believe him and uh, it was it, the the propaganda and brainwashing that that man put forth uh, to our younger citizens our younger children our our, our younger citizens uh, using the word citizen uh, no there is a process to become a citizen and it's not just because you're here, and, and, and you're a good uh, guy, and you want to vote there, you know. And if you vote, all of a sudden you become a citizen. But then he sticks the IRS on the rest of the population. Of course. Now, before I begin, I'd just like to clear the air about that little controversy everybody was talking about a few weeks back. Uh, I have to tell you, I really thought this was much ado about nothing. But I do think we all learned an important lesson. I learned never again to pick another team over the Sun Devils in my NCAA brackets. Yeah. It won't happen again. Now listen up. Listen President up. Crow and the Board of Regents will soon learn about being audited by the IRS. Ooh. <laughs> that's the guy that thinks illegals can vote and mm -hmm. sheriff my problem with this is that set the stage that set the stage in my opinion for vote fraud and irs intimidation if you don't vote right now you can say there's no link but now listen to this interesting tidbit 
made clear to 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 our viewers and yes. listeners is that look this is the inauguration represented the beginning of his second term yes but it also represented the countdown of the end of his presidency that's right and the reality is uh like anything else you better get what you can while he's there because look come 2016 that's it well you know i don't know and i think some people are missing something here the president has put in place an organization that contains the kind of database mm -hmm. that no one has ever seen before in life. That's going to be very, very powerful. And whoever... In terms of the Organizing for America that he's now shifting to become a 501c4. That's right. That's right. And that database will have information about everything on every individual in mm -hmm. ways that it's never been done before and whoever runs for president on the democratic ticket have to deal with that they're going to have to go down with that database and the concerns of those people uh, because they can't get around it and he's been very smart i mean it's very powerful what he's leaving in place and i think that's what any democratic candidate is going to have to deal with they've got a database with everything on everybody uh, Barack jokes about sticking the IRS on people, and illegals can vote, Sheriff. Now, this was all said and done during the Barack administration in 13 and, and so on, and now it's all culminating now. What do you say, Sheriff? Yeah, it's uh, no big surprise, and uh, this has been what you and I have said all along. The reason why Biden and Obama <clears throat> do not care, in fact, absolutely do not care, but actually promote illegal aliens coming into America is to create the Democrat monopoly that they've been trying to achieve um, for the past 30 years. In fact, Bill Clinton really uh, promoted getting illegals registered to vote. And this has been their subterfuge all along. I'm not the only one who has said this. Uh, Jason Chaffetz uh, said it on Fox News. And, and this is not rocket science. You can look at it and see what they're doing. And, and I do believe that this had a hand. A lot of people say no voter fraud is the only thing that they achieved in California to make California go from a Ronald Reagan state to a Nancy Pelosi state. I, I I guess you could call this voter fraud because it is fraudulent because you're having people register to vote who are not qualified. And being a citizen is the first qualification. And some people say, well, I have to be a citizen of the United States. Technically, no, you don't. But you have to be a citizen of California or you have to be a citizen of Arizona, Utah, so on and so on uh, to be able to vote. Those who renounce their uh, and denounce their citizenship, uh, they're not allowed to vote anymore. So if you never had it in the begin with, you're not qualified to vote. And you're not here. You're not a citizen because you contributed. You heard the president. If, you're, if you vote, sure. you're a citizen, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I like how Barack star. put that, man. Oh, yeah, that guy. Think is, about so. that from the president, though. We can laugh at him. But how much of our illegal voting and or vote fraud relates to this immigration issue? You put dead people on the rolls of 350,000 and then illegals voting. <laughs> you need, I say, more? 
<laughs> not, not really. I'll tell you though, that guy is uh, such the smoothest liar. So if you found a way to illegally vote, now you're automatically a citizen, according to Barack Obama. I mean, yeah, the guy is such a farce when you when you get past his nice looks and his smooth talking style. Uh, it, no one uh, talks smooth like he does. And in fact, his form of speech is is very uncommon, uh, but it's also uh, alluring. Uh, and it's grabbing and it's penetrating. Uh, and he, he is just the biggest liar. When you tell kids about uh, what a liar he is, you know, they have such a hard time with that. What? No way. This guy's really a, he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's nice. How he lies. You're right. Uh, it, it's really, it's really something else to, to that, that we actually uh, elected that man it's really uh, an indictment on the ignorance of the voters. Uh, and it's really, uh, a, it's a very penetrating issue uh, that proves, that absolutely proves that uh, brainwashing and propaganda schemes work. And that's why we had a Barack Obama. So, there you uh, have it, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> now, speaking of that, I mentioned that dozens of major corporations are offering to pay for their employees to travel out of state to obtain abortions. Now, a new headline just came into my news feed. 56 companies are announcing abortion perks. Hundreds remain silent. This is where we lose the culture war, Sheriff. Yeah, uh, it is, and... You know, I, I think this goes much deeper, and I think we could look at uh, some religions who are on the, not just on the wrong side. You know, most of the religions are on the right side of abortion, but what are religions doing in this country? What is, I'll call it the Christian church. What is the Christian church doing to stop abortion? And I've said it on your program before, and I'll say it again, that any church is quiet while we are paid Five, uh, what was it? Four point three billion dollars to this murderous organization known as Planned Parenthood, and the churches remain silent. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry, I do not support that. I will not accept that, and no way. And and some of them are wrong on the on the gun control too. No. Ladies and gentlemen, adults are dying left and right for no apparent reason. Details in seconds. Sheriff Mack responds. And then we'll talk about the press conference coming up. Second hour, simulcast with Brighty on TV and the Sheriff Mack Show. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. 
With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman and Sheriff Richard Mack. I know we've kind of mixed a few things together here. Alcohol for the 4th of July. Abortions everywhere and, and companies funding them and promoting them. Poor lady uh, saving her own kids from a shooting and now she's being attacked by the cops. State Supreme Court rejecting law giving illegals the right to vote. Talk about vote fraud. There you go. But now there's a headline that I find very disturbing. It's called Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. Yeah, suddenly spikes. What's going on, people are asking the question. Media outlets around the world have now started to highlight the fact that, hey, this unique phenomenon called Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. Uh, People dying with no sign of illness or underlying health conditions, ladies and gentlemen. They simply collapse during the day or don't wake up in the morning time. The Epic Times uh, is highlighting this, Sheriff, and it's a serious problem. They believe it all has to do with COVID shots. Uh, But yet, of course, there's no connection. You're just a conspiracy nut, Sheriff. Well, I didn't say it. (laughs) I know, but see, you... You're a conspiracy guy, so every conspiracy that comes, you're responsible for, sir. Well, actually, we're talking about it, so that makes us conspiracy nuts. There Um, you have it, yeah. yeah, You just can't avoid it. Yeah, I mean, you you had to know that was coming. Uh, I mean, you really did have to know that was coming. Um, The prediction was that that would take place. Uh, you cannot put those poisons into a human body. You cannot put the spike protein into human bodies uh, and then add the boosters to them. Uh, just like Fauci, he got it. He got COVID. He proved to the world that the vaccines do not work. They are not safe. They are not effective. Uh, and this is the biggest, one of the biggest scams uh, ever to hit the Amer- to the world. 
probably is the biggest scam to ever hit the world. And then the next one would be uh, to America, especially uh, vote, vote fraud, election fraud. Uh, need to keep that term election fraud. But you know, some of this, some of this really is vote fraud or voter fraud. The voter fraud are people who registered three, four, five times and voted three, four, five times. That's voter fraud. Uh, illegal aliens voting is voter fraud. I mean, you could call it election fraud too, and it would be uh, under the umbrella of the word uh, or the term election fraud. But there really is a lot of voter fraud in the, in this whole thing as well. And it is time for sheriffs to step up. Amen to that reality check. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to keep up on what uh, Sheriff Mack and the CSPOA is doing, all you got to do is text this number and you'll be added to the new text list that the CSPOA has. It's a non-high traffic list. It's very low traffic, but it'll keep you up to speed on what's happening. Text the letters CSPOA. So text CSPOA to 53445. Text CSPOA to 53445, and you can keep up on what is happening. There's going to be a press conference at the Ahern Hotel um, July the 12th, 10 a.m., where we're going to really dig into this stuff. We're going to talk about the history of vote-slash-election fraud. Uh, we're going to highlight what current sheriffs and people are doing now. There's a lot of groups fighting vote fraud. Uh, and then we're going to encourage sheriffs across the country, all 3,000 of them, Plus, to understand and to dig into vote fraud. The 2,000 mules is just one example of beyond probable cause information. Uh, but there's going to be all kinds of uh, announcements at this press conference. Things we're doing to help sheriffs in their investigations, etc., etc., etc. Partnering with True the Vote on this thing. It's going to be huge. And uh, so far, we've got uh, Bridie on TV that's going to cover it live. And we've also got Mike Lindell's network, Frank Speech, uh, going to be covering it live. Two TV, digital TV networks um, so far in the media willing to cover the event live, Sheriff. Yeah, I'm thrilled with all of that. Uh, hope we get uh, some epic times there and some uh, World Net Daily. Uh, and uh, we're also reaching out to... Uh, statewide media agencies in uh, Nevada and across the country. Uh, so uh, we really hope that the uh, mainstream national media will want to come make fun of us, uh, demean the whole thing. Whatever gets them there, uh, we want them there. And, um, uh, of course, what they do with the truth that we share there and the challenge that we are putting out to all law enforcement agencies, especially sheriffs, the challenge for them to get busy on this and uh, our, our plea to them that they understand that they are America's last hope in this, uh, one of the greatest crimes ever perpetrated against the American people. Uh, and the accusation is that if the accusation is true, it would be uh, one of the greatest crimes Maybe I should do is a different the one of the most horrible crimes ever perpetrated against the American people, a coup against uh, the stewardship that the American people own in choosing their own representatives in this constitutional republic. It is the destruction of our constitutional republic. It is a, a horrible, horrific crime, 
And really, the way it looks now, the sheriffs are our only hope. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a lot of work to do. We the people need to stand together. We the people need to put our money where our mouth is. Look, sheriffs have authority when they get elected and when they swear an oath of office. When they're sworn in, they gain this authority given to them by we the people, delegated to them by the people. That's where their authority comes from. Their power really comes from we the people backing the sheriff, though. A sheriff that has no support from his citizens won't be a sheriff very long. On the other hand, a sheriff who works with his citizens or her citizens and understands uh, the partnership that can take place has tremendous, tremendous authority and power to make a huge difference within his jurisdiction. Now, we don't teach that the sheriffs are above God like they lie and say we do, but we do believe the sheriffs are living way beneath their responsibility. And when it comes to election fraud right now, we need sheriffs to stand up and investigate. And next hour, we've got a sheriff that will be with us. Uh, Sheriff Christopher Schmeling, who will be highlighting what he's been doing in his investigations and where we stand and all that kind of stuff. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to join us at our press conference as well. Uh, but we got a lot going on there, Sheriff, and this is really where the rubber meets the road. Citizens can bring probable cause to their sheriffs. Then their sheriffs can partner with all kinds of groups and conduct investigations. And you know what? If you don't have vote fraud in your county or election fraud in your county, that's wonderful news. I'll be really surprised if you don't. But if you don't, that's yeah. great news. And we need to highlight this. This is a kind of a little bit for the mainstream press to think about. How about if we had a bunch of counties that could say, look, we've investigated and we're clean. We're good. If it's true, we can build confidence in our elections again, Sheriff. Right now we've got a massive mistrust to where a lot of people just feel disenfranchised and they're not even willing to vote anymore. They're just like, whatever. What's the point? What's the value? That's got to stop. We've got to build confidence again, sir. Yeah, I agree. There's lots of people uh, who simply look at the computers and look at the the corruption, and they have no idea where their vote goes or if it, if it really counts, if it makes any difference. And and so uh, they don't vote, and they're tired of fighting uh, the corruption, and they just kind of retreat uh, to their own world. And uh, I will tell you that I have said just the opposite. I have said there is no way I'm going to allow them to keep me from trying. Uh, I will still go vote uh, in August for our primary here, and I will still go vote in November, uh, and I will vote against these corrupt uh, officials uh, and and probably just about any incumbent. I will vote against them, um, not 100%, but really, really close. And... uh, uh, you know, somebody like Rand Paul, I would still vote for Rand Paul, even though he has really uh, ticked me off regarding Sam Gerard and his lack of concern uh, for an innocent Amish farmer going to prison. But, um, you know, comparatively speaking, uh, he's still way above the curve on uh, politicians. But this is the thing, Sam, I, I just it's the corruption has created the apathy. We get mad at people for being apathetic, but the corruption of same old, same old, same old, and just changing the name on the door, uh, which is so true. Uh, it really is hard uh, to combat the, the apathy with, with such uh, subterfuge and corruption going on. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is something that we cannot let go. 
if we lose our right to vote or if the right to vote gets tainted or destroyed or whatever you want to call it, um, altered so much to where we feel disenfranchised, you know, you ask somebody, hey, who are you going to vote for? And they're like, what are you talking about? Why, why would I vote? What, what, what's the value of that? My vote's going to probably be just thrown out or ignored or changed or whatever. And people don't have any confidence anymore. Folks, where do we go when that happens? Do we just eventually become like third world banana republic countries where they have elections just to kind of mock the people and pretend that there's some semblance of civility and semblance of accountability and uh, etc is that where we're going to head in america or are we going to get a handle on this thing and say no 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 america is more important than that america matters we're going to make a difference here that's where the rubber meets the road if you want to get more information to keep up on what the cspoa is doing against text the letters cspoa to 53445 that's 53445 just text cspoa and then you'll be added to the list now you can also go to cspoa.org and become a member of the posse today and be part of the solution you can also check out cspoa.org elections and you can see the sheriffs there that are backing our cause you can see our press release initially announcing this you uh, have a link to our press conference information coming up july the 12th uh, anybody's welcome it's free it's at the ahern hotel it'll be at 10 in the morning and of course we're working on media so if you know any media that wants to cover it get a hold of me you know how to do so liberty roundtable at gmail um anyway all i'm telling you is there's a lot of things we're doing now uh, and the repercussions the ripple effect will be huge if enough people come to the table and help help us with finances to make this all happen help us with uh sharing see if you can get different media people to cover this and talk about this with us and focus on this with us and this in my opinion is the quid quintessential uh, discussion right now what's going to happen in 2022 because if you let vote fraud happen and all the democrats and, and i'm not backing the republicans either but all the democrats and or deep state folks look they'll legislatively legislatively force pro-death they'll use legislation if you're not very careful to go ahead and overturn roe versus wade again and make roe relevant again if you let them uh, Acacio Cortez is already going after the justices, AOC. She wants to, uh, anyway, she wants to say they lied in their confirmation hearings, and therefore they should be prosecuted for their lies. They should be impeached. Wow, we better stand up now, folks. The culture war is getting hot. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Para que todos A new America is coming forth. J&M Jewelry provides online jewelry appraisals that are convenient, secure, and affordable. Appraisals are usually completed within 48 hours, 
and sent directly to your email. Contact us today or visit our website to use our appraisal request form. JandMJewelry.com Here we grow again. Brighton is expanding with our new daily live stream in Espanol. Anchored by hosts like Yor Hernandez, a former Telemundo and Fox reporter, Brighton TV in Espanol is bringing over a dozen new hosts and shows to the Spanish speakers of the world who are seeking out the truth on everything. To watch, go to Brighton.com, click on the Espanol live stream, and prepare to hear the truth in a whole new language. Brighton TV in Espanol. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman back live on the Sheriff Max Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live TV and radio at its best. Hey, if you want to get on our texting list, ladies and gentlemen, all you need to do is text the letter CSPOA. That's text the letters CSPOA to 53445. That's 53445. You can get on our texting list to keep up to date on what we're doing. Sheriff Mack, welcome back, sir. Thanks so much, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning. Yes, indeed. And yesterday we need to highlight, celebrated your 25-year win over Bill Clinton regarding the Brady Bill, standing for the Second Amendment, the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered. And you got a quote from that very decision, right? Yes, our quote from the Mac Prince case. Uh, and yesterday, yes, a big day in my life. 25 years ago yesterday, uh, the ruling, uh, the most powerful ruling ever, the only time sheriff sued the federal government and won at the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, and I have it here in my hands. And it starts with, Finally, and most conclusively in the present litigation, Mac Prince case, we turn to the prior jurisprudence of this court. And they're talking about how the, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, uh, promulgated some rules that the states had to follow and enforce. And the states sued on that. Okay. And then, and then at the bottom of this, after talking about the history of this case against the EPA, this is what happened. They declined even to defend them, their rules and regulations for the states, and instead rescinded some and conceded the invalidity of those that remained. How is it then that the EPA became so much more powerful since then? Because the states failed to enforce all of this. And th that's what we don't want to have happen again. We want every citizen, every activist, every patriot in this country to have this decision so that we don't do this and that we train our sheriffs to follow the Constitution and this amazing, miraculous Supreme Court decision. Thank you, Sam. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It is a critical win. And, you know, sadly in America, ladies and gentlemen, I blame a lot of this on the mainstream press. And really, uh, blacklisted news is what you would call this, uh, in my opinion, Supreme Court decision. Uh, 
For some reason, it's been buried. Not only are the media rejecting it and not willing to focus on it, but on the other end, they mock us and manipulate the truth regarding who we are and tell blatant lies and everything else. Um, I find that interesting because you would think that, that lawyers – you would think that politicians, you would think that uh, people would be using this case more. I mean, if you want a quintessential authority saying, look, the federal government, the general government does not control the states or the counties or et cetera. I mean, this case, there's no other that better articulates this. How come it's not used more, Sheriff? Before we kind of move on to our guest, I kind of want to really know, why do you think it's just so maligned and so unused? Because, man, if you want a quintessential solution... To nullify now, to back off the general government, to say they're overreaching, yeah. too out of control. This is the decision, sir. Yes, it is. And uh, the Clinton administration actually did a terrific job of marginalizing this victory. They actually, uh, Clinton ordered uh, Janet Reno to send out a memo to every sheriff and police department in the entire country and told them uh, that the decision was meaningless. Uh, and that it was a token victory for the NRA and that all sheriffs and chiefs should continue to enforce this. Although there were very few chiefs of police doing it in the first place because they gave this, uh, the Brady Bill instructions to the Cleos. And in fact, it even says that right in the decision. Cleos, the chief law enforcement officers of the United States and <laughs> That specifically went to the sheriffs because they are indeed the Cleos. And I, I love it when the federal government actually declares the sheriffs to be the Cleos. So, yeah, it's it's because the, the media and the government marginalized the case and hid the case. And for sheriffs to actually find it now, they would really have to do a little digging. But that's where we come in. We help them. Well, that's the good news. Sheriff Smailing, are you with us, sir? I am. Welcome. Can you hear me? To the Sheriff Max Show, my friend. Yes, indeed. Uh, Richard, you got uh, Sheriff Schmaling. Sheriff Schmaling, nice to meet you sort of in person today. <laughs> there you are. Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, listen. Thank you, Sheriff, for we having got, me. I apologize. Oh, no. No problem, Sheriff. We understand. Um uh, but yeah, we've been trying this for a few months. Uh, we're, first of all, we're grateful for what you have done. Uh, and, and I think we need to give people a, a first, a background of who you are, your career in law enforcement, how long you've been there, so on and so forth, how long you've been sheriff. And then we want to get into this amazing investigation that you've done. Uh, and you pretty much, uh, the way I see it, uh, you can explain how you came to the point of investigating voter fraud, uh, specifically at nursing homes. How did that all happen? I know I threw a bunch out here, but first, all right, uh, let's give us let's your back background. Up for a second, Sheriff. So he's from Racine County, Wisconsin first, right, Sheriff? Yeah, go ahead, That's Sheriff. Correct. Christopher Schmeling, I'm the Sheriff in Racine. I'm the Sheriff in Racine County. I think there's a little bit of delay on my computer. I apologize. I'm at a hotel right now uh, at the National Sheriff's Conference. Uh, am I coming through okay? You're coming through great, sir. Great. So uh, you're from you. you're from Wisconsin. Uh, it's Racine County. 
And uh, give us a little bit of background on you. Were you a police officer for a long time? Well, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. We got to tell. We got to tell everybody. Remind everybody how Racine became so famous, and that was in, of course, a league of their own, where it was filmed, and one of the teams was Racine, Wisconsin, in that great, great movie, A League of Their Own. Uh, you probably already know that, right, Sheriff? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. All right, please go ahead so with your I, background. Thank you. Been, absolutely. So uh, I've been with the Racine County Sheriff's Office for nearly 28 years. Um, prior to that, I was a correctional officer out of college uh, in Waukegan, Illinois, for the Lake County Sheriff. Um, and I, obviously, I wanted to get out on the street to see corrections as corrections. Um, so I went to, yeah. I applied into this, uh, Kenosha is uh, my hometown, which is a community just south of, of, uh, of Racine. And we're just obviously a little bit uh, south of, of uh, Milwaukee to give you some demographics of where we're at. Um, so I applied to the Racine County Sheriff's Office. I was hired. I was put into a uh, Metro drug unit. So I worked undercover narcotics um, for uh, about a year and a half. Uh, from there, I went into our jail division for a period of time, then patrol division. Uh, went into uh, our investigative division. Uh, I spent about a, a decade of my career uh, investigating sensitive crimes, uh, white-collar crimes, uh, homicides, uh, a little bit of everything, sort of a um, whatever came through the door, um, predominantly on second shift. Uh, and then from there into supervision, and ultimately in 2010, um, our, our outgoing sheriff uh, pulled me in and said that uh, he would like me to, to take over for him and run for sheriff. And so it was a crowded field. There was five of us, uh, myself, two other Republicans, uh, a Democrat, and um, actually two Democrats. So it, was, it, was, it was five of us total in 2010. I ran an aggressive campaign. I talked about public safety, not politics, uh, and uh, I won overwhelmingly. Um, I'm now... Uh, entering into my fourth uh, term, um, I'm proud to say I'm unopposed, which is uh, fantastic. I'm excited about that. Um, but here I am. Um, and I found myself with COVID. Uh, COVID let's just talk about COVID for a minute. There was a lot of things that um, Racine County did in terms of leadership. Our governor uh, issued a, a, a moment. A safe at home order basically telling business owners they had to lock their doors uh, and move everybody uh, uh, back at home and to basically stay in your basement. Um, he also issued mask mandates, and there was no directive given to law enforcement how we're supposed to proceed. But I, I took a stand immediately. I sent out a press a press release rather to our community suggesting that there. There was no way I was going to lock down business owners, and I wasn't going to stop people from moving freely about that. And I wasn't going to have my deputies stop people and ask them where they're going. And nor was I going to tell somebody should be wearing a mask. Uh, my philosophy is elderly parents. All right, what I, what I think we need to do is see if well. we can get the sheriff on a phone line. Uh, he's just breaking up too much. To stay home to, if you to, don't feel comfortable. But for the oh, rest of us, uh, wait a minute, Sheriff. Wait a minute. Um, and that, that Can you hear me, Sheriff? News that I wasn't going to listen to the governor. Um, ultimately, Wisconsin Supreme Court agreed with me uh, and overturned his uh, his uh, decision and ruled it unconstitutional. Oh, good. Okay, you're coming in a lot better now. Uh, so maybe we got something fixed. You were a little bit choppy there. But well, let me be clear here. Then you did not enforce. You can't hear me. So, okay, so, Sheriff, ahead, you can't hear me. This is Sheriff Matt. He doesn't appear to hear me. 
Yep. Go ahead, Sheriff. You're on the air live. We'll work on it. Go. Okay. So, Sheriff, let me let me make this clear. You did not enforce uh, mask mandates. You you did not you did not force people to shut down, uh, and you and you pretty much stood uh, against any of the COVID nineteen uh, protocols that were forcing people to go to jail or be cited. Or you did not shut down churches and arrest ministers. Is that correct? That is, I refuse to do those things. Well, we applaud you for that. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, we still believe that uh, the American people should make their own health choices. And uh, whether or not they close their businesses or their churches is uh, up to them and not to, up to the uh, uh, force of government. So, I, I, very I well done, uh, sir. Thank you. Uh, and as we, uh, we talk about uh, the whole COVID-19 restrictions, so we talk about that Safe at Home Order Act, our governor issued. Um, the, the, basically, he was uh, uh, telling Hey, Sheriff Mack, that, we're going to get him on a phone line and know, see if we can improve this. The, yeah, the well, problem is we're just not able to hear Wait anything. a minute, Sheriff. So we'll go ahead you're, and do you're that. Too, you're too choppy. In the meantime, Sheriff Matt, um, we'll talk about this. So what he's basically saying, just so everybody understands, because we're kind of caught up on Sheriff Schmeling and the wonderful work that he's doing is, look, he did not go along with the mass mandates. He did not go along with shutting down businesses and forcing everyone to uh, to just simply destroy their economy, destroy their lives, destroy. Uh, he didn't do that. He said, look, there was no guidance. There was no direction for this mandate, and, and he wasn't going to go along with it in his county. These are the kind of sheriffs we need to stand up, Sheriff Mack. Yes, and it's uh, uh, something that I've pointed out for a long time. Sheriff Smiley was was not part of uh, the CSPOA. Uh, He did this because it was the right thing to do. And we love hearing about that. Uh, We love hearing that sheriffs stood and did the right thing. Uh, and, And the CSPOA guidelines and and uh, uh, seminars notwithstanding. That's great. So uh, the other thing, uh, do we have do we have Sheriff Schmeling back? Yes. I'm on my cell okay. phone now. I can still. All if, right. If you're Good. real quick, gentlemen, Good. it appears that the uh, host disconnected, it says here on my screen for the video piece. Yeah, don't worry about that. Oh. We'll keep you on a phone line. The okay, delay we, the got you. we got you. You're coming Sheriff across Schmeling. a lot better. So go, okay, go ahead I just won't now. Build- summarize, summarize really quick what you were saying about COVID, then we'll move into election fraud, sir. Okay, thank you. Um, I apologize for this connection issue. Uh, it's kind of body on my end as well. But nonetheless, uh, with the COVID restrictions, there was just a lot of uh, mandates that were being thrown out there, and everybody was running around as if their hair was on fire. Um, and I, I just I just refused. My deputies were looking for direction, and I said, we we're certainly not uh, shutting doors down. Uh, my philosophy was simple. I met with a lot of our business owners, and I said, listen, if, if you want to open your doors, go ahead. Uh, if you want to close them, go ahead. Uh, it's a free world. It's a free economy, and I'm not going to stop you. Um, and if people make a decision not to shop at your uh, particular business or pa- patronize your business, then, then so be it. If they do, they do. They don't, they don't. I, I, I didn't want to see anyone get hurt, sick, or or, or uh, end up in the hospital. Um, I understand that. And of course, that was, you know, the, the messaging out there is that the sheriff didn't care about uh, about the welfare of its community, which was just a bunch of hogwash. Uh, that, that was not the case. I wanted people to enjoy their freedoms. But that said, and how it circles into the, um, 
the, uh, the Wisconsin Elections Commission. So we were going about our, our lives, and, and I understood back in March of, of, 20, of 2020, um, well, some time ago now, but uh, the uh, Wisconsin Elections Commission, uh, the, otherwise known as the WEC, sent a letter to the governor's, governor asking to suspend the special voting deputies. Those are referred to as SVDs, special voting deputies. Basically what happens is special voting deputies go into places like nursing homes and other places where, where they can uh, uh, execute the ballot. They didn't want those uh, those uh, SVDs going into the nursing homes. I didn't know about this until um, a lady came forward. Her name is Judy, uh, and Judy said her mom, who was housed at a local um, nursing home in Mount Pleasant, Racine County, Wisconsin, um, she found out her mom voted, and her mom had severe uh, diminished mental capacity. So she brought this complaint forward. She she had a signed affidavit, sent it to the WEC in Madison, Wisconsin to the Wisconsin Elections Commission saying, listen, my mom should not have voted. Um, uh, an SVD should have assisted her or, or I'm allowed to assist her, and, and, and none of that happened. How did this occur? And they, they basically punted it to the Racine County District Attorney. Well, the District Attorney, uh, as you know, charges people. She doesn't do investigations, um, so she gave it to my agency. So one of my uh, lieutenants, um, who happens to also um, have a law degree, said, hey, Sheriff, uh, you got two minutes for this, and we got a complaint. And I, I, I mean, absolutely, so he starts telling me about this, and I said, well, look into it. So we started looking into it. We found six more people in that same residential care facility that also voted that shouldn't have. Uh, and, I, again, when you talk about the, the elderly, and, and please understand, I have elderly grandparents and, and, and parents that are getting up there as well in their years. Uh, my heart goes out to them, so in no way am I making fun of this their situation. But some of these individuals – we're literally seeing flying objects in their room. They did not recognize their own family members. They, um, their breakfast tray was half eaten, and when you asked them when they ate last, they, they couldn't tell you what they just ate. Um, there, there was just severe mental uh, um, um, delay. But nonetheless, they still voted. So we started looking and questioning the WEC, part of our investigation. We said, listen, why, why didn't you send in the SVDs, special voting deputies? Um, and they said, well, we didn't have to. So I'm like, what do you mean you didn't have to? They said, well, when the governor issued his executive order, which we call executive order number 72, basically shutting down Wisconsin, um, the WEC said, well, we're going to suspend SVDs going into uh, residential care facilities. So I, I did a lot of subpoenas for, subpoenas for documents, emails, and whatnot, and I learned that the Wisconsin Elections Commission actually asked the governor's office, can we suspend the SVDs? And the governor's office said, no, I don't have the power to suspend the SVDs. So the WEC uh, basically just did it anyway. So they went ahead and suspended the SVDs. The Safer at Home order uh, expired uh, back in May of 2020. The WEC extended their directive, uh, uh, issuing the, issuing uh, no SVDs. And, uh, um, again, Sheriff, people were talking let me interrupt them. here for a second. They created this idea without any authority whatsoever, and they extended it without any authority as well, correct? Absolutely. They extended it. So, and here's the thing, uh, you know, when you really look back in March, uh, in the spring elections in April, I'm not suggesting that what they did was right. I understood everybody was literally running around like their hair was on fire. And if, if there was a time you say, listen, the most vulnerable we all knew were, were uh, the elderly, especially those in nursing homes. And, and the stories are out there. You know, I couldn't go see grandma, this kind of thing. And no one got to hold grandpa's hand when he passed. Those are heart-wrenching stories and all the rest. So, I mean, I get that piece of it. But then we started learning to live with this uh, this monster in our community called COVID, right? So we started embracing like we are doing right now, right? We're, we're Zooming and we're, you know, we're using uh, 
um, using technology. Oddly enough, there are six commissioners. Immediately, those WC members were all able to stay in their home and utilize technology via Zoom to host their meetings. So they knew how to connect with technology. Uh, but they refused to do that inside the nursing homes, which I, I didn't understand. That. Why couldn't we dispatch an SVD or train there with a uh, with <coughs> technology to, to to execute the vote appropriately and according to the law? And they simply wouldn't do it. And in fact, I have them on record. One of them, his name is Spindel. He's one of the Republicans. There's actually six members of the WC: three Republicans, three Democrats. One of the Republicans, Spindel, even actually stated on there. He said. Um, um, that he doesn't believe, he said, we're essentially telling people not to follow the law. We're telling people not to follow the law. And, and then they, he voted to extend it anyway. It was, it was, it's mind boggling that they knew what they were doing and they chose not to do it. But they, they were hanging their hat on a very weak hook. They kept saying, well, it's COVID. We we're trying to protect the most vulnerable. And that's why we didn't want SVDs going into these nursing homes. So on that particular, uh, uh, site visit that we did, we did a subpoena for documents on who all came uh, into that nursing home in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin, um, during that time frame in 2020, there was just under a thousand. It was like 998 people, and, and naturally they, they were doing job searches. People were coming in for job interviews. They had the uh, the vending machine guy. They even had someone come in and clean the bird cage and clean the fish tank. Um, and they, of course, they had DoorDash coming in. All these people coming in and out of that facility, but they couldn't dispatch SVDs. So when I talk about the spring election and everyone's running around, once we started bracing technology by the fall election, uh, the presidential election, we should have had this thing figured out. But they still weren't allowing it uh, in, in November. They still allowed people to go in uh, um, and execute the vote. And uh, they just had random staff members. Um, and, and these staff members, and we're talking about, you know, 18, 19-year-old people in there who are basically mopping the floors. They're allowed to go, and, and that ballots are just lying around. They can go in there and help help you fill them out. And if you could make a decision, they would. Uh, one person told us, yeah, they would. They were told to wheel them in front of a, of a television uh, and let them watch the news for a little bit, and then come back and ask if they can make a decision on who to vote for. So one of our victims' uh, um, family members said, "Well, <laughs> if my grandmother could only remember voting for uh, JFK, would you automatically assume they would want uh, to vote Democrat?" And they said, "Well, yeah, that would make sense." It, it was just obnoxious oh. every step of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, so, Chris the- Smailing with us. And really, the election statute, ladies and gentlemen, was in fact not just broken, but shattered by the members of the Wisconsin Elections Commission, the WEC. Sheriff Smailing in seconds as we continue on the Sheriff Mac Show from Brighteon TV. The global currency collapse will wipe out the dollar and many other assets. And the only things that will maintain value during the global debt reset are those with intrinsic value that do not require governments, corporations, or markets to make good on their obligations. At the top of this list of intrinsic assets is physical gold and silver. These precious metals have outlasted every failed civilization and government in human history. And they are non-digital which means they still hold value even if the power grid fails. The Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals Company is my go-to source for physical precious metals that are delivered securely and discreetly into your hands. Visit brighteonmetals.com to check their live pricing and in-stock coins and bars. 
Find out why they are my trusted source for physical metals and why they're the official sponsor of Brighteon.tv. Brighteonmetals.com. Thanks for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com. <sighs> Crave Kicker is the world's cleanest nicotine alternative. Our formula delivers a tasty shop beverage that's light and refreshing. Our natural blend of superfoods and supplements elevates your mood naturally while balancing your central nervous system so you can kick those nicotine cravings instead of feeding them. We spared no expense in delivering the world's cleanest nicotine alternative. It's time to kick those nagging nicotine cravings. Visit CraveKicker.com. Act show continues, ladies and gentlemen. Riding shotgun on the broadcast today, Sheriff Christopher Schmeling. Uh, he's from Wisconsin, and he's a sheriff, folks. And look, the election statute was, in fact, not just broken, but shattered by members of the Wisconsin Election Commission, the WEC. So now Sheriff Smaling is referring these election commissioners for criminal charges, ladies and gentlemen. The good sheriff has stepped up and placed the protection of we the people and the sacredness of the vote and the right for honest and fair elections above politics. It is huge, ladies and gentlemen, what he's doing. And it turns out that not only is he on the TV with us today, he will be at our press conference on July the 12th to provide an update. So you've referred these people for criminal action, Sheriff Smaling. I, I did. Uh, it's actually election fraud by statute. Um, all okay. six members, um, I, uh, I asked our, the Racine County District Attorney to um, review for felony charges, and um, she did an extensive review and learned that uh, she lacked the authority um, and jurisdiction, um, given the fact that the commissioners um, all live in, in different and respective counties within Wisconsin. So um, it left me with uh, having to make those referrals to all of the respective district attorneys. Um, uh, one of which now put, I know why that happened. Okay, yeah, that makes so, sense because I, I had heard that that happened. Go, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, we're in the process of referring those to, to several of the district attorneys. Some of them, whatever, I believe the Dane County, uh, district attorney said no. Um, the Milwaukee County DA said no. I mean, these were, it's kind of interesting. All of the, um, liberal district attorneys, uh, where these commissioners reside said no, but, so I asked our attorney general uh, to to look at this. In fact, that was the first thing I did uh, was said, I knew this had statewide implications. I said we are we are foolish to think 
that this occurred in just one nursing home uh, out of, you know, thousands of these types of care facilities. I don't care what you call them. Any, any place that has vulnerable adults um, who are being taken care of by another human, um, that directive was sent out to every one of them. When I say that directive, I mean that directive not to send in SVDs by the Wisconsin Elections Commission. So I said, Mr. Attorney General, I think this is a statewide uh, uh, concern, and I, I would like you to launch an immediate investigation. He didn't even he didn't look at one document, not one single document, and and said there was nothing here, and he called what I was doing a political stunt. So um, he's up for re-election, uh, as you know. He's asking uh, the the state for four more years, and uh, we have uh, some very good Republicans um, that are are running. Some of which have said that they will charge these uh, commissioners if elected uh, and do the right thing. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Eric uh, uh, Tomey. Eric Tomey is is one of the district attorney, excuse me, attorney general candidates, and uh, I'm I'm behind him 100. percent He he's asked for their resignation already. He's asked uh, for the uh, for the uh, the current sitting attorney general to charge them, and of course it's going nowhere because they're both they're both uh, running against each other. But Eric Tomey says if elected, he is going to charge all six of them. All right, now Senator Ron Johnson to add to the mix. Uh, I guess he was formerly the head of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, which oversees elections, he basically said that Sheriff Schmeling's revelations might be only the tip of the iceberg of fraud in the 2020 election in Wisconsin. You want to respond to that, Sheriff Schmeling? Yeah, absolutely. And as I mentioned, you know, we I'm just one sheriff out of 72 sheriffs in the state of Wisconsin, and this occurred at one facility. Now, it's important to understand, and I, I did a press conference, and I said, you know, I didn't go out looking for this. This, this random individual came to, came to the WEC, the Wisconsin Elections Commission, with their formal complaint. It, it, and, and then the WEC punted it to us, uh, to the district attorney, who then gave it to me to investigate. So it wasn't something I went out and said, well, hey, listen, um, I think there was issues. And I think we all suspect and we all know that there was issues with the election, but I didn't go out looking right. for this. Um, I have enough. I had, I had enough work to do, enough on my plate. So people were accusing me of, well, I was just out there trying to, you know, drum this business up, if you will, and and make a mockery of it. And that's not the case. Um, you, you, everyone who is a law enforcement officer knows that sometimes you start peeling back the onion, and and you just keep finding more and more rot. And and that's what we were doing. So that's why I said, listen, I, I don't have jurisdiction throughout the rest of the state. So I went to, to someone who does. The attorney general has at his avail. He has the Wisconsin State Patrol. He's got a division of criminal investigations, otherwise known as DCI. He has hundreds of law enforcement professionals. He actually has a committee um, that just are tasked with investigating crimes against the elderly, people that are most vulnerable. Uh, and he could have dispatched them, but he chose not to, um, and it's concerning. But uh, it's not over with. Um, we're going to keep pushing forward. Um, we're not leaving it alone, and uh, I'm hoping that in November we're going to have uh, – uh, a new attorney, attorney general, um, and he'll take office in January, and hopefully he'll hold true to his campaign promise, and that is to to charge uh, these Wisconsin elections commissioners. Here's the good news. Well, I uh, got to ask you. Um, I got that. That is great news, and go, and I find on. this story very compelling. News. Go ahead with the good news, sheriff, well, and then ask him your question. Well, well, the the good news is this: is that you know even even though no one has formally charged these individuals, we shined a bright light on it. Um, th- this made national news. Yeah, um, everyone, um, um, everyone is now aware of it, and it's it's really interesting. It doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on; you ought to be concerned uh, that that this was happening. And I, and some of the people that came forward, I never asked how they voted. Uh, I suspect that the, there there were both sides of the fence that uh, that they were complaining about. 
Um, but the, uh, the, the Democrats were making it more of a political issue than I was. I was su- merely suggesting uh, I, I'm a law enforcement officer. It's my job to investigate. I don't get to pick and choose um, which crimes I'm going to investigate and which ones I'm not. And th- this was a shining example of that. And everybody, regardless of your political party, ought to be concerned that um, they were going after our most vulnerable and they weren't protecting them by, by not allowing the SVDs into the, uh, into the nursing homes. And it's it, it, the argument cannot be about COVID. You can't you can't hang your hat on that hook because they had a thousand other people going in there who had no business being in there, including cleaning out the birdcage and the and the fish tank. And, but you can't bring an SVD in. Uh, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so that doesn't hold any water. So um, obviously they broke the law. There's felony charges that are that are hanging out there for them. And uh, I'm hoping a new attorney general is going to uh, um, charge them once he's uh, once he's elected. Amen. Well, yeah, okay, that's and I'm really glad, Sheriff. I got to tell you, this is almost listening to somebody uh, tell uh, a a story fit to be a movie. Uh, I I couldn't wait till after the break to get back to your story. This is absolutely amazing. But you brought up there's 72 other sheriffs. Why aren't some of these sheriffs doing the same thing in their counties? What are they waiting for? And, and, and uh, many of them are. Um, uh, in fact, we have oh, what's okay, called good. the Badger Sheriffs uh, Badger Sheriffs Conferences, um, and uh, I went and did a PowerPoint presentation um, for the Badger Sheriffs to have them take a look at the, the work that we did in Racine. And because I will, I will tell you, um, I, I'm very blessed. I, I have uh, uh, one of my lieutenants, who's also a criminal investigator, um, is a former lawyer and prosecutor. So. When you start drilling into election laws, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm used to looking at the other side of the statute book, you know, crimes against persons, crimes against prop, uh, property crimes right. and all the rest. And now you start digging into these election laws. And I, I'm telling you, they, they get very confusing very quick. So I wanted to put on this presentation yeah. to say, hey, listen, we we did all the heavy lifting. If you get one of these complaints, I'll even dispatch my lieutenant uh, to assist you with that investigation or we can do it over Zoom or whatever. We don't you don't have to go through the you know, the task of trying to research uh, the work that we did, because we, we, we have hundreds of hours in, in this case, um, and we'll help out any sheriff um, or any police department uh, who, who requests it. Fantastic, Sheriff. Well, one other thing, one other thing there. Then uh, maybe you said this, and maybe what was part of the garbled part uh, when uh, before we got you on the phone here. Um, who exactly... Or do you know this yet? Who exactly was the one who forged the vote, who actually wrote the vote on for some of these uh, invalid uh, uh, patients at these care facilities? Do we know exactly who filled out the ballots and mailed them in? Uh, in some cases, we do. Uh, it, there were workers uh, that that attended to these individuals because the SVD. First of all, the only only people that can uh, execute the ballot would be the SVD uh, with the assistance of um, um, you know the person who, who who's the voter um, or a family member. Um, in absence of a family member, a family member can't go in there, right? Because of the COVID, and then SVDs couldn't uh, weren't dispatched, so that left it to to whatever interpretation, whoever worked there, the person who was, you know, tending to their needs would help them uh, fill out the ballot. And, uh, they, you know, if they pointed to the right box and you know, they'd circle this for them and, okay, that, so when's the last time you voted? Do you remember who you voted for last? And that's where the comment came up. Well, if they told you JFK, would you just assume Democrat? And the answer was, well, yeah. 
Um, and if they if they didn't they couldn't quite understand who they wanted to vote for, they said in some cases they would wheel them up to a television. And again, this is really disheartening. I'm not I'm not disparaging anybody who is in that situation, but they would wheel them over to a television no. and watch, have them watch the news until they can make a decision. Good grief! So we do, know do we know how many ballots? Do we know how many ballots it uh, consisted we, of in the in in what you did? In, in one in our one nursing home, um, uh, we had one complaint, and then we we found uh, additional seven, so we had a total of eight in that in that particular nursing home. Um, and uh, we have other others that have called us, and we're actively investigating those as well. And I, and I know from talking to other sheriffs throughout the state, they had received some similar complaints as well, and they're actively investigating as well. Um, but it's, it's rather interesting. You, you know, we had um, there, there was a statewide investigation going on um, by our former um, uh, um, Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice uh, Gableman. I'm sure you've heard of him. Um, he's been all over the news and uh, has been pointing out not not just uh, the um, what was happening in nursing home with our most vulnerable voters, but also just a lot of different types of ballot harvesting and, and other other investigations going on throughout the state. And I just, unfortunately, I do get the feel from community members, even those that believe that there was some wrongdoing going on here, that they're just tired of hearing about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, which is a little disheartening. Yes. It is disheartening, but yes. I, I, I am getting but, that. But Sheriff Spinning, I, I'm I getting that question, uh, well, Our enemy's favorite statement is this. Well, it wouldn't have changed the election anyway. Move on. And my response is this. Um, you know what? I'm not here to debate whether in each voting district or situation or race or whatever you want to say, whether it would have affected the outcome or not. What I know is vote fraud is vote fraud. And if we want to have confidence in our election system going forward, it's got to be fixed, sir. I completely agree with that statement. I, I, I agree with that. Um, and, and people who broke the law need to be held accountable. Um, and exactly. some of the questions are posed to me as well. Why, why didn't I, I charge the, you know, the, the, the worker there who assisted, you know, and I, and my, my, when you talk to these individuals, they said, well, my boss told me to do this. And the WEC basically told the nursing home bosses, supervisors that were not dispatching SVDs and left it up to their own devices. So, so if, if they're told by their employer that this is how they're supposed to uh, um, do their job, how are they supposed to know uh, the election laws? How are they supposed to know what an SVD is? How are they supposed to know that there's, well, a, what happens, there's a commission? That sits, what happens if they refuse is the next question. If, if they refuse to follow the directive of their employer? Yeah. I, 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 I imagine they probably would handle it like any other uh, um, disobedience. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't ask that. Uh, but they were just told to do it. They're going to say, hey, mop that floor and, and you know, go feed Sally her soup um, and, and have, right? I mean, seriously, I think they just, you yeah. know, you, 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 it's, your, it's your boss. So, I, I, you know, and you could say, well, you, you know, Chris, you should charge charge these people um, or, you know, recommend charges on them. And, and we did look at that. But when you really started looking at mm. they were merely following a directive by their employer who they believed was doing the right thing because the WEC, yeah, it's course. a trickle-down effect. It, the WEC told right. them you don't have. We're not sending SVDs in, and here, here, here's a bunch of ballots, and uh, get it done, and, and that's what they did. They got it done, and um, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it was against. It was against the law. They didn't have the authority to suspend that. They even. What I find really interesting in this whole thing, if there's any takeaways, they knew it was wrong, and that's why they asked the governor's office, "Can we suspend the SVD when you shut down the state?" And the governor says, "I lack the authority to do that." 
there's, if there's any brilliant thing this man has ever done, he right. actually told them, no, I can't yeah. do that. And he, he was telling them the truth. He lacked the authority to suspend the SVD law. They kept talking about a process. I'm like, what process are you referring to? It's a law. Oh. It's not, it's not maybe, um, it's, it's, you shall dispatch SVDs. It's not if you, if you feel like it, it's you shall do it. It's no different than, than any right. other law out there. And he referred to it as a process, which just drives me nuts. Now, is the current attorney general, is he a Democrat? He certainly is. Yeah, I, yeah, figures. So one other thing, can after the show, can you text me the name of that, did you say former judge who's also into this election fraud there? We'd like to have him come uh, with you. Yeah, uh, his name is... Uh, uh, yeah, his name is, uh, last name is Gableman. Um, I, I can text it to you, uh, after the, after the show if you'd like. Uh, but if you, if you, if have, you, a, if, if a you have his email, on, if you have his email or number, please get that to me and we're, we're going to try to get him there too. Okay. Yeah. I'll certainly all do right. that. I'll send Sheriff you all, all contact info. Yes, Sheriff sir. Smiling, have you seen 2,000 mules? I'm sorry. Have you seen 2,000 mules? I have not. All right, so we got to make sure that he gets to see that as well because, again, that isn't the quintessential solution on vote fraud. There's a lot of ways. It's kind of like the number of ways to commit sin in the Bible. It's endless of the vote fraud. Your vote fraud investigation, I'm, I'm highlighting this on purpose, is completely independent of 2,000 mules because you haven't seen it and you started before it ever even came out, correct? I, I, have, not, I have not seen 2,000 mules. I've heard of it. Um, and it was interesting even during our press conference because they were asking me, you know, who, who am I linked to with this investigation that I was consulting with other individuals? And I, and I, I must tell you, I, I, I didn't. I, I went out and, um, you know, this, again, as I not be repetitive, but this, this investigation, this complaint came to us just like any other complaint that my agency receives. And we right. receive tens of thousands of complaints every year. This was another complaint, and uh, we investigated it and ran it to its logical conclusion. And when I recognized that I believe it had statewide impacts, as, as you know, I reached out to our, our state uh, leadership and said, listen, I need some assistance here, Mr. Attorney General. I think this is going on all over the state. And uh, he said, no, political stunt. I said, well, do you want to read my reports? Uh, no, this is a political Amazing. stunt for you. Oh, it was, yeah, it's it, it really disheartening. Uh, but it's a political stunt when, I, when I'm the sheriff and I investigate a crime. How, how is that a political stunt? No one could answer that. No. Uh, the political stunt is that he refuses to read your investigation. That's the political stunt. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's almost like put your head in the sand. If I don't, if I don't know anything about it. I, I can't, I can't do anything about it. And, uh, so it, it's, it's disheartening. Um, and, uh, we're, we're not letting it go. Um, we're continuing to push forward and, um, and I'm encouraging other sheriffs to do the same. And I know other sheriffs in the state are, uh, are, are looking at. And, and I've got a lot of support here um, with with the other sheriffs as well. Um, so, and and we're here obviously for some assistance, as I mentioned as well for for other police departments and sheriffs. We've already put on one uh, presentation. We have a very comprehensive uh, PowerPoint presentation we put together that really drills into the depths of this investigation because there's a lot here that I sort of glossed over with you folks on the phone today. But uh, this investigation is very detailed, uh, and there's a lot of moving parts. But at the end of the day. Make no mistake, uh, the election law was shattered. Uh, it was it was shattered by six members of the Wisconsin Elections Commission. 
uh, and what they chose to do. And, and people were getting in the weeds. Well, what about the guy who helped them execute the ballot? It, listen, is that important? Yeah. But are they expected to know the, the, the laws when we have six commissioners who are supposed to do their job and follow the law and dispatch those SVDs? Those SVDs would have been in those nursing homes, executed the ballot the way they should have, and we, this would have been a non-issue. But they knew what they were doing. There's a reason why they didn't want those SVDs in there. Well, and it reminds me of a drug investigation. Oftentimes, the small fries, you might grab them and have them give you intel on the bigger uh, fish. But at some point, uh, you know what? The small fries aren't responsible. It's the head end. It's the intention behind this uh, and who's responsible at what levels that matter. And when you have them literally suspend all this, even though the governor says, I have no authority, and they do it anyway, the downstream people who get caught in the crossfire may not be the ones that we should be prosecuting. Um Yes, they need to be put on notice. You can't do that kind of stuff. But really, it's it, it's these kingpin people that make the decisions that need to be accountable. Sheriff? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. And uh, I, I'm not suggesting giving people a pass by any stretch, but I am suggesting that uh, I spent hundreds of hours looking at this election law uh, during the investigation, and I, I couldn't expect a, uh, you know, a, a, a fresh college student who, who found themselves as an assistant nurse at a nursing home, being told by their employer to go help, go help Sally fill out this this document called 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 a ballot, and uh, and they went and, and did the best they could doing that. I, I don't think that person should be criminally charged because why? They were following a directive from their boss, and their boss is following a directive from the WEC. They are the ones who broke the law. Um, and now if they if they knowingly knew what they were doing, that they knew that this shouldn't happen, that's a whole different story. But here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. The, the, the attorney general, the governor, everyone was chiming in during this investigation and just saying, listen, folks, we were concerned about the most vulnerable population. And they were tugging on the heartstrings of, of Wisconsinites and, and basically making me look like, uh, well, as the as they called it, uh, a political stunt. And, and they're su- suggesting that that's why they did what they did. It was all done in good faith, Sheriff. They, they had no ill intent. Uh, you know what, that's a bunch of baloney, because if that was the case, then why did you allow nearly a 1,000 other people into that one nursing home during that time frame, including someone to clean off the birdcage? Uh, it, it's, it's amazing to me. They even had DoorDash. Even had DoorDash people come in. But that was okay. That SVD's bad, DoorDash good. It, it made no sense. Where do you think uh, it's going to go absolutely. from here, Sheriff Smaling? What do you think is going to be the bottom line? Are we going to get accountability here, or have we lost elections for good? I think we're going to have accountability. Again, I, I, I said this out loud a number of times. If anything good comes of this, look what we're doing today. We're talking about it, aren't we? And I can tell you this. This was yeah. a table conversation yeah. for many folks in Wisconsin. Um, people were like, wow, I had no idea. that. What, what's an SVD again? I, my mother, who's 82, 82 years old, she said, what's an SVD? I mean, that's a special voting deputy. And, and they have to go into the – and she didn't know that either. So it, what it did was it drew – it shined a very, very bright light on, on what, was, what was going on. Whether you believe it would have changed anything in the election or whatever, the, the fact is that Immaterial. people understand. And, they're, and now they're yeah. more um, educated, educated about, the, about the election laws because we showed them. Um, but that's not to say they should get a pass. I, I just I like the light that was being shined on it. I, I, I'm really hopeful in November that we're going to get a Republican governor and a Republican uh, attorney general um, that are going to do some great things. Uh, in fact, Rebecca uh, Clayfish is, is my pick for Wisconsin, and I, I've had a number of conversations. She's very in favor of what I am doing, and, um, and she wants to restore uh, election integrity. Uh, she'd love to see it across, across the country, but more importantly in the state of Wisconsin. We've got to start here in the state and uh, restore, restore the integrity back in the election, election process. 
We're flat out Amen of time, ladies you, and sir. gentlemen. Amen we need to, to watch these elections real time. I'll tell you that right now if we want real answers. Sheriff Swaling will be at our press conference to learn more. CSPOA.org slash elections. For Sheriff Mack, Sheriff Smaling, I am Sam Bushman. This is the Sheriff Mack Show on Brideon.tv. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they use the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, back to you live, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. The CSPUA making a big difference. Sheriff Mack on with me first hour. We talked about all kinds of things, man. Vote fraud, abortion, pro-life, the right to keep and bear arms, individuals being shut down and um, abused by the cops. State Supreme Court rejects illegal alien voting. Wow. Sudden adult death syndrome. What the heck's going on? People are just dying left and right. I mean, it's just crazy town, folks. And then Sheriff Schmeling refers Wisconsin election commissioners for criminal charges, ladies and gentlemen. The good sheriff has stepped up, and he has placed the protection of we the people and the right for honest, fair, transparent elections above politics. Now they say he's involved in a political stunt. Shame on them. The good sheriff also is calling on Attorney General of Wisconsin, Josh, I think it's Cole, K-A-U-L, maybe it's called Josh Call, to conduct a statewide investigation into the illegal, did you hear me? Illegal directives issued by the Wisconsin Election 
commission the WEC. Even Senator Ron Johnson, who formerly headed the Senate Homeland Security Committee, which oversees elections, and he said that the sheriff's mailing revelations might only be the tip of the iceberg of fraud. Did you hear me? The tip of the iceberg of fraud in the 2020 elections in Wisconsin. Folks, this is huge. Now we're going to have a press conference July the 12th, 10 a.m. We literally had an event planned in late October, early September, an incredible CSPOA event. And we've literally, we got rid of the one in October, November, or September, October, I'm sorry. We got rid of that, and we moved it up to July the 12th because we realized how vital this really is. We're going to have a press conference. We're going to have sitting sheriffs involved investigations of updates. We're going to give you a history of voter fraud. We're going to partner with True the Vote and put together an investigative think tank and support systems for sheriffs across the country. And then we're going to watch 2,000 mules so people are caught up on that. We have got a lot planned, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because elections matter. Folks, if you lose your election honesty, integrity you have nothing left the thugs could just lord over you like nobody's business and there ain't nothing you can do about it there's two lines that can't be crossed one is you cannot steal the election you gotta have honesty and accountability election integrity is what i'm gonna call it okay transparency whatever you want to say accountability and it's got to be looked at and focused on real time after the fact it's like very hard to prosecute and get anything done they bury the evidence they um you know do all kind of things to make sure we can't really get the information. So after the fact, oftentimes it's too late. It's got to be real-time discussions. A good guy called me from Florida. His name is Tom, and he basically highlighted that reality check, and he's spot on. Anyway, I digress, except to say, look, if we lose elections and we lose our right to keep and bear arms, oh, boy, you ain't seen tyranny like you'll see after that, huh? Thanks for being alongside with the ride. Hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips when Liberty Roundtable Live takes to the airwaves. I am Sam Bushman thanking Brighty on Radio. Friday on TV, thanking LovingLiberty.net, the incredible nationally syndicated radio network that makes my broadcast all possible. LovingLiberty.net. Share the love. Spread the word. Live and on-demand radio, free at your fingertips. I declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. But you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic of the United States of America.